Leoba was born in Wessex in the early 8th century. She became the leading female figure in St Boniface's mission to convert non-Christians in Germany and became the abbess of Tauber Bischofsheim. Her saint's life was recorded half a century after her death by Rudolf, a monk of Fulda, after he spoke to many of her contemporaries, including four nuns who were under her authority as abbess. According to Rudolf's life, Leoba was born to elderly parents, Dinner and Abba, who had almost given up hope of having a child. They promised that if God gave them a daughter, they would give her over to a monastic life. When they miraculously had Leoba in their old age, they honoured their promise and gave her to a nunnery at Wimborne under the supervision of Abbess Teta. It was at Wimborne that the young Leoba had a prophetic dream. According to Rudolf, quote, she had a dream in which one night she saw a purple thread issuing from her mouth. It seemed to her that when she took hold of it with her hand and tried to draw it out, there was no end to it and as if it were coming from her very bowels, it extended little by little until it was of enormous length. When her hand was full of thread, and it still issued from her mouth, she rolled it round and round amid a ball of it. The dream was interpreted by one of the older nuns, who had the gift of foresight, who saw the purple string as a sign that Leoba would speak wise counsel from the heart, and her rolling it in her hand suggests that she will set her deeds in motion. In telling this story, Rudolf indicates that Leoba was destined for greatness. While Leoba was at Wimborne, the English Bishop Boniface, a relative of her mother and friend of her father, began recruiting English religious figures to join him on his mission in Germany, converting the non-Christians there. In 731, he was made an archbishop with considerable authority east of the Rhine. At some point after 732, Boniface and Leoba began corresponding. In one of their surviving letters, Leoba writes about her father's death eight years earlier and her mother's poor health. She asks if she may consider him as her brother and goes on to tell him that she had been studying the art of writing poetry under the guidance of a woman called Iadberger. She then signs off with a poem that she has written for Boniface, which reads, quote, Farewell, and may you live long and happily, making intercession for me. The omnipotent ruler who alone created everything, he who shines in splendour forever in his father's kingdom, the perpetual fire by which the glory of Christ reigns, may preserve you forever in perennial right, end quote. This poem can be considered alongside the work of Huyeberg, another 8th century English nun at a German monastery, who wrote the earliest full-length literary work that can be ascribed to an English woman in the form of a saint's life. This short verse by Leoba, written a few decades before Huyeberg's longer literary endeavour, and inspired by the teaching of another abbess, Iadberger, indicates that women's literary culture in the evangelising monastic communities of Germany may have been a much more flourishing phenomenon than this important but limited source material can reveal. While Leoba's poetry has been dismissed by scholars as derivative or basic, her Latin is fluent and fits the tone of her letter, which is designed to cement her relationship with Boniface. Their relationship was seemingly strengthened by their correspondence. Boniface invited Leoba to join him in Germany, and though it is not known when she made the journey, 
she was almost certainly there by 748. Not only did Boniface found a monastery for Leoba to preside over as abbess at Tauber Bischofsheim, but she was also granted the power to oversee all nuns involved in Boniface's mission. She was effectively Boniface's second-in-command, along with Sturm, the abbot of Fulda, who had similar authority over all monks. Boniface gifted Leoba his cowl before he set off in 754 to undertake missionary work in Frisia, where he and his companions would ultimately be murdered by thieves. Their bodies were taken to Fulda, where Leoba would regularly visit in the coming years, the only woman allowed into the monastery due to Boniface's wishes that she be buried by his side in his tomb when she died. Leoba continued as abbess of Tauber Bischofsheim for almost another three decades, in which she oversaw its transformation into an important centre of learning. At least four abbesses were trained under Leoba's authority there. Her hagiographer Rudolf paints her as the protector of her monastery's good reputation. Suspicion fell on the nuns when a drowned newborn was found in a nearby mill pond. Leoba responded by organising a number of prayers and processions that caused a vision of flames to appear around the real culprit, a disabled beggar who had previously sought food and clothing at Tauber Bischofsheim. The nuns were relieved to be absolved of the crime, but there is no mention of the fate of the beggar. Leoba was active in the Frankish court, under Pippin and Charlemagne, and she was close to Charlemagne's wife, Hildegard. Nevertheless, her hagiographer Rudolf makes it clear that her heart was in her monastic career and not the glamour of the royal court, which she detested like poison. After 28 years as abbess at Tauber Bischofsheim, Charlemagne granted her a royal estate near Mainz, and she retired there as an old woman with a group of nuns. She died there on the 28th of September, 782. Though Boniface had requested for her to be buried beside him, the monks of Fulda did not wish to disturb his tomb, and she was buried in the crypt there. Her bones were translated to a new location in the church twice, the latter time in the 830s possibly coinciding with the writing of her saint's life by Rudolf of Fulda in 836. The life is dedicated to another abbess called Hadamaut, possibly Abbess Hathamod of Gandersheim, likely intended to serve as a good example for her. Leoba was certainly one of the most prominent figures in the English Bonifacian mission to Germany. She was so intimately connected with Boniface that she considered him a brother, and he wished for her to share his tomb for eternity. Though her kinship with Boniface contributed to her meteoric rise, her correspondence to him suggests that she was an educated woman interested in cultivating her relationship with him in his mission. While acting as second-in-command to Archbishop Boniface, and presiding over the activity of all the nuns involved in the mission, Leoba became a leading church figure. Her status was so high that her realm of influence even extended to the Carolingian court. While her saint's life highlights her personal piety and her monastic activities, Leoba also operated as a politician and administrator, planning and controlling the missionary activity amongst the institutions she oversaw and advocating for a cause in the highest circles imaginable. 